Welcome everyone to the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 38. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. So it's Rick and myself today. Sebastian will not be joining us, so it's just our weekly recap. We did this last week. We got good feedback. I wanted to talk about the feedback before we continue. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And it seems like a lot of people enjoy the episode. Some people not so much. But the beauty of the Cardano effect is that you can tune in when things interest you. If you have a guest that you want to tune into and you see that they're being that we're interviewing them or having a conversation with them on the Cardano effect, tune into that episode. If you don't want to hear us talk, then tune out of this episode. You can choose. We're trying to do a variety of things, kind of like a hodgepodge, and people can choose and select what they want to do. I hope everyone's having a great Sunday. Um, We're going to have a very informal talk today, talk about some weekly recaps and everything in between. So we'll have a fun conversation. And towards the end, we'll get some comments from YouTube and just communicate with you guys and girls. So that being said, none of what we say is financial advice. Remember, you are your best financial advisor. And if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. Rick, I hear you're in Hawaii right now. What's going on? Are you on vacation or business? What's happening? Aloha. I'm not, I'm not here on work, but the weekends are mine. So I get to keep the weekends. So a little, little bit of background on myself about that is uh, I'm retired military. I'm a retired uh, U.S. Navy senior chief. And uh, I work for a software company. I go out and train the customers on the new software that's developed by the company. Well, developed software and systems. So I go around and train the customers. It keeps me pretty busy. And right now it's still dark outside. So my background, I'm in a conference room. And um, that's that, so I can connect to high speed internet and stuff like that. I wish I could have beautiful, sunny Hawaii in the background, but it's still dark. And being ex military, I'm used to getting up very early in the morning and having to turn my brain on any time of the day. So. Uh, so here I am doing the podcast and for anybody out there who is, is hesitant about doing the podcast, just keep practicing, give it a shot, give it a try. You can do these from anywhere in the world. I just threw all my stuff in my backpack and set it up in a conference room. And here we are, you know, can podcast from pretty much anywhere with a relatively decent laptop and a relatively decent internet connection. You'll be all right. So I'm in in Hawaii. There you go, buddy. Rick is a world traveler. He's all over the place. So as long as he brings his laptop and his and his microphone, we'll be able to shoot these weekly recaps and hopefully we can continue this uh, for the weeks to come. But Rick, I wanted to start with the elephant in the room today. What's going on with the price? And once again, none of what we say on this podcast is financial advice, but the price has been brutal for the alt market. And people that have not been in this game for a long time, or people that have been in this game for a long time, it's 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 difficult to hold. It's difficult not to let your emotions overtake you and all of a sudden find and nitpick every negative thing that you can find about a particular blockchain project. And um, we can all be guilty of that at some point. Um, but the how, what what are you feeling? What are you feeling as a long term hodler of ADA? What's what's going on in your mind? Well, first of all, the first thing I look at is that all of the alts are dumping. They're all down. You know, I looked at the charts over the month. I only look at long term. I don't look at hour by hour. I don't care about hour by hour. Over the month, between 18 and 23, 24, 25% for most of the alts. There's a few alts that did good because some magic news popped out of nowhere. So ADA isn't really doing much better or much worse than all of the other alts on average. It's not, I'll often see in the, in the trading channel or 
or in some of the channels, people say, Ada's dumping so hard. And I'm like, look at the other alts. They're all doing the same thing. They're all dumping hard. Yes. It's just the way it is. Uh, my take on it is when it's on sale, I personally, I buy. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, someone asked me this question the other day because different people have different trading stat- strategies and different hodling strategies. Some people match their, their wealth, their ADA wealth to relative to BTC and other people relative to their local fiat currency. So like, for example, the US dollar. Uh, for me personally, I'm not really concerned about the BTC ratio because I feel like the people that are really concerned about the BTC ratio are not really concerned. Like they plan to move out of the Cardano project at some point in the future. I think that this is bigger than BTC. Now, obviously not in market cap, but the project itself is bigger in my eyes than BTC. So it's not necessarily about what this is in Satoshi value. It's about what it is in in US dollars and how much you can get on sale at any particular time. And once again, that's not financial advice. Yeah, I agree. And when I look at how much I lost in BTC, you hit that little toggle from you toggle from US dollar to BTC. I lost a lot in BTC. Yeah, so what? So there's a lot of smarter people out there than I am who decided to trade when the trading time was good. Okay, fine. Good for you. Um, I'll just get more ADA. And you know what? The, the technology is going to show up. Shelly's going to be delivered. Gogwin's going to be delivered. These technologies are going to show up. So, you know, I personally get it while it's hot or get it while it's low. And when the technology shows up, I think we'll see, we'll be in pretty good shape. You got to figure for the current state we're in, um, in a federated state and a federated environment for the network, price ain't bad. <laughs> it's a, it's a yes. lot better than, you know, 12 or 13 on coin market cap. That's still pretty good, not decentralized. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I just, I don't want to activate any FOMO from anyone, but this is crunch time now. I mean, we've been in a, in bearish times for the past two years, around two years. Price has just been fluctuating and trending downwards. But this is the time to really research the projects that you're interested in and really hedge your bets and figure out exactly where you want your money to be long-term. And these are the months that you're going to remember years from now, what your decision-making was now. And I'm as confident as ever in this project. You know, it's, it's, it's always a matter of, is there any spare money for me to invest in the project? Because I know where my money is and I know what projects are quality. And that's where I want to hedge my bets. And at the end of the day, we can't tell the future, but that's the best you can do. Yep, and if I eat tacos instead of steak, that's all the more ADA I can put in my pocket. Exactly, exactly. And it's all ratios, people. So if BTC goes up to 100,000 from 10,000, that's a 10x, but ADA would have to go from 5 cents to 50 cents, and that's a 10x. So you get the same amount of money back if both projects 10x in the same way. And I feel like there's more price potential within ADA than BTC long-term. I do the same thing with my other coins. I look at what's the possibility of this one doing a 10x and what's the possibility of that one. And that's how I kind of, when I do a, a sideways trade, that, that's how I sideways trade. Because I yes. look at that. Not financial advice. Yes. Matter of fact, it's the opposite of financial advice. It's probably what you should not do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. We probably wouldn't be in so much pain right now if we didn't, if, if we took other alternate course of action. 
but yeah, so we're going to move on to the weekly the weekly news, the weekly recap part of our uh, of our podcast. So we're going to go over the Reddit top 10 for the past week. So Rick, did you want to start us off? We're going to talk about the topics briefly. And then towards the end, we're going to try to get to YouTube questions. So this is an hour long. And thanks for joining us. I see that there are a lot of people in the chat. We appreciate you. Thanks for spending your Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening or Sunday morning with us. Philippe, what we'll do is we'll start off with this. Uh, we'll start off with the Reddit, and then as people ask questions related to the Reddit, we can chime in on there. Sound good? Perfect. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. So number one on the Reddit is Cardano, ranked number one in the most active development. And yes, it is. Cardano is ranked number one on the most active developments. If you go to uh, Cardano Updates, is is the website, the name of the web link, Cardano Updates. You can see the massive number of GitHub commits that are going on there. Uh, it's been between 1,000 and 1,300 per week. I think the highest I've seen is just over 1,300 per week, but it depends on when you look at the Cardano Updates webpage. I'll take a look at where it's at right now. And there is, a, it's cardanoupdates.com. Right now, there are 1,185 commits this week. The commits are going around 24 hours a day because IOHK is a global company and people are all over the planet. Plus, it also has Emergo commits in there as well off to the side on the sidebar over there. So whoever made this web page is absolutely brilliant. It lets people get a chance to look at it and say, wow, there's a massive amount of work going on. And if you guys recall last year, what the, the way Charles Hoskinson and other managers described the process is Duncan Coots actually described this process on one of his IOHK videos, a really good video out there. Um, they had to get the research done first, and then there's five there's five steps. There's four more steps before you actually start writing code. Then the research becomes specifications and so on and so on. And the research is the highest level, and writing the code is the lowest level. And it has to go through all these steps so that when you write the code, the code is done right and it matches the specifications and you can go back and verify it. So the formal verification process has many steps in there. Check out that video from Duncan Coots. If I find that, I'll make sure I get it linked down below in the description. But uh, go ahead, Fleet. What's your take on it? Yes. No, that's that's 100% accurate. And I'd also like to add that I've heard internally that some of the Cardano teams, so some of the Daedalus team members, they're actually meeting in a central location in Europe they're going to be working together for the next couple of months. So they're going to be in the same location. So maybe expect the GitHub uh, activity to even increase because people working in the same location, they don't have the time zone vari variation and they'll be able to bounce ideas off of each other in real time. So I think that's very encouraging. And it shows that uh, IOHK is very serious about uh, deploying staking by the end of the year. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a good plan for software development because software developers they don't have to work in the same office all the time. As a matter of fact, that's probably counterproductive at some point because they'll just annoy each other. But it's for, I think it's very productive for software engineers to work uh, in different environments to get their work done where they can get their work done the most effectively. Once they get massive amounts of work done, they all come together and do like this hackathon. And I've seen that where I work, where people work in their separate parts, different parts and pieces, then they come together and make sure all the pieces are talking to each other. And usually what happens is they follow the specifications 
the pieces magically talk to each other. They just plug them in and go, okay, yeah, it's all in the same environment now and it's talking. Then they find the little bugs and little bits here and there and they fix that up. And uh, so that one week effort would be just like a tidy up, but most of the code's already written. So all, all the developers and the pros that are meeting in, in Europe and meeting in various locations around the world, if they're together, productivity will increase. And that's good news for investors. That's good news for us. That's good news for the project moving forward. It is. All right. Hey, let's check chat. Uh, let's see. So the latest, any comments on that? Um, someone Shift for change, kind of off topic, says every time I spend eight or Bitcoin, I'm buying back in some... So I feel that everyone should do that. Yeah, that's kind of what we were talking to at the very beginning of the podcast here is, is shifting horizontally. That's kind of what I do. Any, let me see. I'm going to scroll up. When will this technology show up after the end of the world? Okay, so there's kind of like a sarcastic comment as how long is it going to take? Uh, well, right now, that was from uh, Hakeem R. Well, Hakeem... There are four parallel efforts. So shortly after Shelly is released, Gogwin will follow quickly afterwards. It's not like it's in serial. Like we do Shelly and they're not working on Gogwin. They're working on four efforts simultaneously. So when the other one's released, the code is going to be largely done. And, you know, have mistakes been made? Of course, but things are progressing and we I don't think we're behind yet. If you look at the state of the altcoin market and different tokens here and there, everyone is in the building stage right now. And it's of course, it's important to get products out within the next six months. It's important to get some, some, some products by the end of the year and have good communication with the investors. But at the end of the day, I think things are moving forward. Yeah. And you know what? I want to remind, uh, we've got a couple more questions in the chat. And I want to just remind the viewers that if you guys ask a question, Philippe and I have to answer. Whatever our answer is, is the correct answer, and it will stand until someone corrects us. Okay. <laughs> yes, that, that that's, is correct. That's, that's our commitment. That's what we got to do for you guys. Yes. And it might not be entirely correct, but it definitely won't be entirely the wrong answer. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So we welcome anyone to come on the podcast to correct us if we make a mistake. Yes. Okay. So there's a question in the chat and it says, hi, any update on Emergo HK and their website, social media? My answer to that is, I don't know if you could check, if you want to check out the websites and social media, they're not, they're not obligated to uh, do that. And I, I did a, a video over my digital fortress where I said, Hey, what's going on over there? So I think that question is related to um, a video that I did. So I don't have any updates on that, but if you want to check it out and see if there are updates, you can check their social media website and Telegram. I haven't seen any changes in Telegram either. And I, I just looked at that yesterday. I, I'd also like to add that because I see people commenting this, when you when you say something maybe somewhat critical or improvement steps that could be made for a certain project or for the project that, you, that you're invested in, everything is not FUD. You know, everything is not FUD. There's research sometimes behind it, and sometimes the investor wants to make put out the best energy forward in order to move the project forward in the best possible manner. And identifying problems, identifying weaknesses, and pointing them out is very important for growth. So if there's something wrong, you have to address it. Otherwise, the problem is going to fester, and let's fast forward three to five years, and we have some kind of big scandal. We take care of scandals immediately, nip it in the butt. So this way, it doesn't become bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a snowball effect. So we've got to make sure that things are addressed now. 
Yeah, thanks for that follow-up, Philippe. And I would also like to note that people can only do so much research. We often get told, you need to do more research. Okay, I can't make a company open their books. You can't do it. And there's only so much research that can be done. You can basically look at what's out there on the internet and interpret what you see on the internet. But you can't force anybody to open their books or you can't you can't coerce an answer out of anybody. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think you should. You just look at what's available on the internet. And if there's the information is not available, the lack of information is also information. So a lack of information is usable data saying, well, there's no information available. Maybe there's some improvements that need to be made in that category. Yes. That's one thing we do at the Cardano Effect and Cardano IHK and Mergo and the Cardano Foundation is really good out. Cardano does not have a lack of information. I would say the, the information is enormous. Yes. So great video. Go check it out on Digital Fortress channel and, uh, you know, see if you can figure out anything and you can find out the whole backdrop there. Yeah, and leave feedback. Yes. All right. So let's move to the next one. Yes, sir. Let's do that. Okay. So the next um, number two, so the second most popular post on Reddit was that ADA included in Binance US list of coins. And I saw this earlier this week. Basically, the whole issue is that a lot of coins have been delisted from Binance and Bittrex and all these different exchanges for US customers um, because there's not a lot of clarity and regulation. So everything is up in the air as to whether or not it's a security or not. And I, uh, ADA is not a security, it's, but it's not in writing yet. So these exchanges proactively remove coins from exchanges and uh, you know it makes it difficult for US investors. But that's why we encourage people to get their coins and then get a hardware wallet. We have a Trezor affiliate link down below. You, know, you can get a ledger. Make sure you put it on your DOI because that's what has hardware capabilities now. And keep your coins because one day it's banned, the next day it's unbanned, and you don't want people locking up your funds and locking up your coins. This is a long-term hold for me, so I don't really care. I'm a US customer, but I have access to my funds, so I'm not really affected in that sense. Of course, if I wanted to sell it right now, that would be an issue, but now is not the time to sell anyway. So I don't know. What do you feel about that, Rick? My main comments on that subject area for the Binance um, listing with ADA is they, the key word is exploring. It says what we're exploring, August 9th, 2019. And it, this ADA is one of the coins that they are exploring. And what happens is the word exploring sometimes gets lost in translation. We, there's a lot of um, people involved in the project where English is a second language and sometimes things get lost in the translation. And that's fine. We just got to be patient and make sure we clarify they are exploring the listing of ADA. And I'm looking through the article right now. And it's it's a relatively ambiguous article that is posted on medium.com by Binance. Yes. Okay. So they're exploring is the key word there. Whether the candidate asset will affect uh, Binance US ability to comply with applicable requirements. So it goes into all the details of what they're exploring about each of the coins that they are listing on Binance. So, so the, the devil's in the details a lot of times. Yes, that's correct. They throw one little word in there and it just changes everything. Yes. 
So if you have funds, you know, try to get them off of an exchange because you don't know when your country is going to be next. I'm not saying that you're going to have the same regulatory laws, but you may have a period where they suspend that particular cryptocurrency. And that's for any particular investment that you have. If you have ledger support or hardware wallet support, get it off the exchange. Get it off the exchange. Yeah, especially with the hard fork coming up. I would rather have it in my pocket because if it hard forks and it's on the exchange and the exchange didn't convert to the new API, it's stuck on the exchange until they convert to the new API. And we don't know what APIs the exchanges are on. Yes, and you never know. With some of these smaller uh, exchanges, they may just not even, they just may leave it in limbo forever and your coins just may be lost because it's not even worth it for them to, to make that change. Yeah, and most of you guys have probably run into this before, guys and gals both, is that one time you really want to make a sideways trade is you log into Bittrex. I've done this on Bittrex. I've logged in, and it says the wallet is in maintenance, and it was in maintenance for like three days. And I was like, oh, geez, Pete, you know, I could have made the trade two days, but I had to wait three days. And you know how it is in crypto. Three days is like three freaking years sometimes. Exactly. That's why everyone is so stressed out right now because – it's been a few months or almost uh, over a year of pain. So, yeah, uh, um, it, yeah, there was there was a, a lull time there with no Charles AMAs, and I noticed on Telegram people ha- were having withdrawals, and we finally got a Charles AMA in last <laughs> week, which is which is our next subject on the list. There, we also have, if you guys noticed in the news, did I see it in the top ten? I didn't see it in the top ten, but David Esser will be doing a live broadcast this week, a live update on the latest on the test net. And that's not on the Cardano effect that I know of. Philippe, did he contact you? I think that's going to be their own separate gig. Yeah, that's their own separate gig. So I think that they're going to have a regular kind of programming on on their own channel, which is great. Great news. So I'll be tuning in. Rick, did you want to grab some questions quickly before we move on to the next Reddit post? Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's why we're doing this live is to take your guys' questions. Okay. So going back over to the chat. I see Will Yodoy Wallet from Davo Edgar Jr. Will Yodoy Wallet have staking capabilities? Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I'm not sure if it's going to be day one. Like, for example, if staking goes to Daedalus on day one, I'm not sure if day one it's going to be available on Yodoy. But the the pace that Emergo's working at and Sebastian and all the developers over there, it's probably going to come very soon after. Yeah, and Emergo's built a staking simulator. I've seen screen captures of it, but I have not seen if it's fully operational yet. But we can check with Sebastian on Telegram and see if that staking simulator is up online yet. So, and it's it looks pretty simple if you understand crypto and you understand staking. It is a pretty simple interface. Yes. All right. So, other questions on there. There's what above it? Will Cardano work together with Aon? I don't know. The answer to that is I have no idea. Yeah. I see from LGBino, uh, with the dates being released at the end of the month, what are you hoping they are for? Um, I'm not sure which dates that you're referring to. Is it just relative staking dates? I mean, I'm not sure if I... With the dates being released at the end of the month, that one? Yes. Oh, that's what Charles sent out a tweet that said, um, it said, oh. news coming at the end of August. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah, so we'll we'll find out at the end of August what that is in relationship to. I have, I have no idea what it is. Philippe and I have, uh, we don't like collaborate with Charles on a regular basis. Once in a while we ping him, it comes on a podcast and we just keep him up to date sometimes. Yes. But we're, we're not like buddies where we're picking his brain all the time. Yes. Yes. That's, that's too much to pick. 
that's too much brain <laughs> picking to do. You can't do that. But there's a question similarly related. Charles has, uh, CH has alluded to a partnership with a major corporation to combat counterfeiting. Any thoughts? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what kind of counterfeiting it relates to because it could be counterfeiting products, counterfeiting digital assets, counterfeiting cryptocurrencies or cash. Um, I don't know. You know, um, you know, counterfeiting also can refer to land registries as well. People counterfeiting deeds and making sure that certain um, land is attributed to certain people. I mean, that's the use case that I've heard of over and over again from IOHK. So maybe they're referring to that, but we'll find out soon enough. We'll find out soon enough. Yes. And and we have a, a nice comment from Mike or Shin. He says, I know the, the podcast is named The Cardano Effect, but it'd be nice if you guys could interview other crypto companies and figures. Cardano is great, but we'll be great to see what other figures have to offer. We do have other figures planned for the future. We have some we are in contact with. We also have some who have either declined or ignored our requests. But all of our our offers to for people to come on are private between us and the person so that they can cancel at any time. Exactly. Because things change. But we do have offers out there. Thank you for that feedback, Mike or Shin. I definitely appreciate it. And we will stay on top of that. We do have people outside of Cardano coming to visit the podcast shortly. And we'll have an announcement on that. But I want to make an announcement for an announcement. Yes. And, you know, if you have connections to a good project that you have some kind of connections to upper management and you have someone that's going to speak on behalf of the project and you want to put them in contact with us, we have the Cardano effect at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll, we'll, we'll try to arrange something. But we're definitely trying to reach out to as many projects as possible. It's difficult. It's difficult. So, you know, we have gotten rejected. So we, we, we are trying, though. We are trying. So um, let's get a couple more questions before we go to the next, um, the next Reddit post. There's one from LG Bino where he says, Rick and Philippe, do you feel that the Yorori wallet app for Android is a secure wallet without a hard wallet? In my opinion, it's probably as secure as you can get because of the level of rigor. Plus, it's a light wallet, although it still has a private key in it. It is a light wallet that connects to an Emergo server. I wouldn't take a risk. I would always use a hardware wallet. You know, you never know what could go wrong. It's a Chrome extension at the end of the day. You know, there there, there may be some issues. I, I'm not saying Emergo is not in control of their server, but you never know when someone could go rogue or something could happen. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. What I do for large quantities, those are retained with a ledger. Okay. It's secured using the ledger nano. For And then smaller quantities are on the smaller wallets. I would not put my life savings on a Aroi wallet on a mobile phone. I would yes. never do that. Yes. That's just my opinion, probably good practice. So I would say it's, it's – Mergo has a good reputation for security. They're involved with IOHK on this. So I think it is reasonably secure. And I have never had any problems with any mobile wallets. Engine, Infinito, Trust – I have those mobile wallets also. I haven't had any problems with any of them. And I agree. I agree. Um, we have a question from, uh, let's get two more questions from Tech Gizmo. Do you guys believe that cryptos such as BTC, ADA, XRP, et cetera, could replace major world currencies such as the USD, GBP, and Euro, et cetera, and those governments would allow it? You know, I don't think it's going to take over the pound or the dollar or the Euro or the yen anytime soon. Um, 
I, I, I just don't think that's realistic. I think that fiat is here to stay for certain Western countries. I know other countries will have hyperinflated currencies, but I feel like we need to be interoperable with the legacy system. And Cardano is all about interoperability. It's not about necessarily destroying the old system, but working in tandem. And then eventually, it's a trickle-down effect. So, you know, maybe in 10, 20 years, more and more people will move over to crypto and blockchain. But it's it's about being able to simultaneously swap between digital and physical asset because there are many people in the world and in the United States, any country you go to, that, you know, are still not even up to date with phone technology. They're still paying cash out the pocket. And that's it's a it's a cash based economy, and uh, I don't think you're just going to leap them forward to the next next stage. And I I think that's a that's the case for a majority of the world. What do you think, Rick? I think they'll operate in parallel for for the foreseeable future. The crypto will never replace the fiat. What I mean by operate in parallel, there's crypto such as Stellar, who's been working with the banks. And if I wanted to send, like I operate in U.S. dollars, if I wanted to send Stellar, if I wanted to send money to somebody in Europe. I can send them euros through the Stellar system. When it gets to Europe, it's converted to the euro so that they receive euro. And it's it's like an atomic swap thing, but what they're doing is that it's becoming more uh, – you, you can't tell the difference at some point. You'll say, I can't tell that an atomic swap occurred. I can't tell that there was a person in the middle that actually done the conversion. So I think they'll operate in parallel. Last question before we go to the next Reddit post. Uh, from T7, do you plan to interview someone at the Cardano Foundation sometime? So we had uh, the Cardano Foundation community managers. We had uh, Niels, Andy, Ben, and Maki. Um, I forgot which episode that was. I think 36? 36. Yes. Yeah, so we had them on. Um, you know, uh, We're always open to have anyone from the foundation come and speak. It, it, we're always open. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Rick, do you want to add something to that? Yeah, well, we had one scheduled with Nathan, but he's extremely busy. He's traveling a lot. So at some point, whenever his schedule frees up, then he'll probably come back on the podcast. Uh, so we're, we're just going to leave that up to him for when he comes back on. We don't want to pressure guests to come on the podcast. Yes. But yeah, we want to make sure that they can, because their schedules get very busy, especially when you're at the top, when you're, you're, when you're running a foundation or you're running the entire corporation, They those people are working 60 or 80 hours a week. So. Uh, I'll yes. just bear with them whenever that happens. That'll be great. There was one other question I wanted to touch on there, Philippe. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. Okay. Uh, say my name asked, with staking, will you receive ADA daily or monthly? It'll be every five days for my current understanding. Every five days, which will be the end of each epic. And the epic is 21,600 slots. And 21,600 comes out to five days. So that 21,600 times 20 seconds is five days. And if you look at the formal specifications for uh, staking, you see that the payment period is like between one to two days after the end of the last epoch. Well, that, at least that's where the line was drawn. So I'm not sure if that line was completely accurate, but um, it's it's going to be on time at a given time period and it's just going to dis disperse. So I'm not sure if that's going to be immediately after the Epic finishes or um, a day after. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll be completely automated. So the pool operators do not have to distribute. Unlike in mining, if you do proof of work mining, the pool operators 
there's some manual stuff involved. It'll be automated with uh, Cardano. All right, you ready for the next one, Fleet? Yes, let's go. Are we on? Well, there's a surprise AMA from 4 August 2019 from Charles, which was really good and very thorough. We're going to step past that one. Make yes. sure you check that link if you haven't seen that AMA. It was a really good update after he was on vacation for a couple of weeks there, and everybody needs a break sometime. So uh, that was a really good AMA to get us caught back up to date. The one right after that is the Cardano Phase 1 Shelly Testnet Dorman Gander Roadmap. It says the ledger phase progress is 90%. And I think that's what some people are both interested and concerned about. And they say the ledger phase is 90%. The network was at 0% at one point. Then a, and the rewards at 0% at one point. That's the writing of the code. You remember I explained earlier how you have the research, then it gets broken down into specifications and finer and finer and finer levels. They're at the writing of the code level. That's what those percentages are. So I wouldn't worry about it personally. Le the ledger, and when they say the ledger phase, they're not talking about the ledger nano. They're talking, you know, they're talking about the recording of the ledger in the blockchain in the Jormungandr environment. Yes, is the best I understand it. Yes, I have the same understanding. Okay. So we'll see how that we'll see how that test net plays out. There's a lot of people involved. There's not a lot of bugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you when you install the test net, I haven't installed it in a month now. Uh, I've just been busy with some other stuff. But a lot of people in Telegram are very active, and they catch a, an error here or there. Usually the error it might be related to the environment they're operating in or whatever. But that's good when you catch errors. I'm surprised at how few errors. That's the interesting part. Yes, I haven't heard anything mission critical yet so that's good that is good yeah i'm anticipating network mode i mean I've, I've mentioned this before i'm guessing by the end of august that's just my guess you know if the ledger phases at 90 percent after a month and a half yeah you know by the end of august yes and if it's by the end of august or the beginning of september and we can maybe give it a couple months before it goes live. So we're probably looking at November, December-ish. And that would be right in the timetable of staking releasing. Yeah, because that'll give them two months to work out the network side and then two months to work out the reward side. And that'll put us in December. Yeah. And there will be no shoe eating. If Charles has to eat his shoe, I will help him. Send me a little chunk, <laughs> like a little piece of beef jerky. Uh, I'll, I'll eat that little chunk. <laughs> Just wash it first. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it will. So, let's uh, do the next one quickly. Yep. Um, and then we'll check questions. So if you have questions, go ahead and hit them up in the chat. Okay. So this is the next one in the top 10. And this is from Sebastian. So Emergo, the Cardano Progress Update by Sebastian, uh, August 2019. So Sebastian does great progress updates. And they're usually 20, 30 minutes long. And he goes through GitHub, he goes through a, a variety of different sources to show exactly how the project is progressing. And he focuses on IOHK and Emergo and the foundation. So anything that's happening within the community, it's kind of a good wrap up episode. So, um, and it's very succinct. And I think he does a very good job doing that. So check that out as well. He does. And if you want technical accurate, watch Sebastian's updates. Those will be technically accurate. If you want mildly entertaining, you can watch Philippe and I's updates. <laughs> exactly. We're not we're not developers. We're just passionate Cardano enthusiasts who happen to know a lot about the project, but 
when it comes down for to line to line of code, we're not going to be able to tell you what's going on. But we understand the bigger picture. Yeah. And that's important. It is. It is. And let's check chat. That's a good one to check chat on because the next one is a is a hot button. So let's go to the chat real quick. Then we're going to go to the hot button on Reddit. Adrian Mari asked, Daedalus okay? I think Daedalus is okay. And one thing to keep in mind about Daedalus, I've, I've seen people complain about, oh, you can't log out of Daedalus. That's okay. Because you can't spend unless you have the password. I know people like the logout feature because things like Ledger Live, you have to log out and log in from the front end. Then you also have to dial in the password to send and receive with Ledger Live. But it's still, I mean, there's that layer still there. The password has to be entered before something can be spent. I hope that answers your question. That's why I think it's okay. And and the private key is encrypted with your password. So use really good passwords, whatever you think that might be. All right. Let me see anything else. Uh, Adrian Mario. Don't store your pass. Don't store your password on your computer. Write it down. Write it down. Laminate it. Do it old school. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that. Yeah. No, that's good. And what I you can make very complex passwords. I'll give you an example that are easy to store in your head. If you just pick like your favorite foods, for example, like if your if your password could be pizza, taco, chicken, steak blah, blah, blah. And you make a list of like eight of your favorite foods. Well, that does make a pretty strong password. Yes. But it's got to use a lot of those words. It's easy to remember and it's very strong. There's a, there's a video on that I found on Reddit at one point. Yes. And if you lose your password, you can always restore your wallet. So it's not necessarily your spending password. You can just do a complete wallet restore and then put a new password. So the password is not the biggest deal. It's your it's your seed phrase or your key. So, yep, absolutely. Hey, there's a follow up question from LG Bino. Thank you for asking LG Bino. He says, "Thank you for answering my question earlier. Is it possible to set up a Euroi wallet with a hard wallet on the Chrome extension, then see the wallet address on the Android Euroi app? With let me see, is it possible with a hard wallet, as in a Ledger? I'm thinking he's asking if you set up Euroi with Ledger." Can you set it up on Android? I don't know the answer to that. I know one thing you can do is if you do not use the ledger, and LGBino, you probably know this also. If you do not use a ledger, you can just take the Aroi passphrase from a Chrome app and punch it in on the phone, and it will replicate on the phone. I don't know if you can do it with the ledger because the ledger has the private key. That's a good question. We'll have to look into that. Does anyone on chat know? If you know for certain, let us know on chat. If you don't know for certain, that's okay. Uh, Mr. Cylinder One says, where can I find Sebastian's updates? Check out the YouTube channel. Search for Sebastian Guillemot. It's spelled Guillemot. It's French, pronounced Guillemot. And he has all his updates on there. Also search the Emergo YouTube channel. All the updates are available on there. And then we have a, a question from Tech Gizmo. Central banks such as... Bank of England, like here in the UK, have said that they are exploring the idea of launching their own crypto. Do you think this is a positive or negative thing? You know, it's there are multiple ways of looking at it. You know, you could look at it as a negative thing because it could take market share from your current blockchain project. But when your die is diversified as Cardano is and you have a particular use case, I mean, we're bringing smart contracts, we're bringing staking, we have something that we're going after. Um, I don't think we're going to be really competing with each other. 
uh, a blockchain project that the Bank of England um, launches or a bank in the United States launch, it's going to have one use case and one use case only. And it's only going to be for customers that are operating within the jurisdiction of that particular bank. When you have Cardano, we have a global blockchain here that people from all over the world are going to be able to access. And hopefully the banks do release their own coins because Cardano will have the plugins or be able to operate and create these smart contracts for different banks to talk to each other or different individuals, different financial institutions to talk to each other. So I think that you could look at it as a negative because it could take market share, but you could also look at it as a positive because if we're going to truly be an interoperable cryptocurrency, we're going to have to operate within the legacy system and the crypto system. What do you think, Rick? I think it's a positive because it increases awareness to the users. And anything that you can do to increase awareness will ultimately benefit crypto because a lot of people, it doesn't matter what their age is, they look at crypto and they say, no, nah, that's no, nah, that's too high risk. But if they see places like Bank of England saying, I'm going to make my own cryptocurrency in order to exchange, to exchange value faster and more automatically, that will draw more people in and that will expose them to the existing cryptos like Cardano and EOS and Stellar and Litecoin and all the other ones. And 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 Libra. Is Libra on our list? I believe we I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Libra's on this week. I thought we had it on our top ten list. Uh should we hit on Libra? I thought we had We can talk about Libra right quickly. We yeah, let's, let's kind of segue that into Libra because oh, you know what? It's on the next one. It's on the next one. The Cardano okay. number the Cardano number two, by the way, is the first real crypto. It's the most hated coin is actually the most popular on Reddit. Are you ready for that one, Philippe? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But before before we start that, I just wanted to answer first flyover quickly. Just a quick response to this question. Because he said, when staking uh, ADA, what will stop the people from just staking to the top one or two staking pools all the time? Won't this centralize ADA again? Uh, there's something called a saturation rate. So pools will become saturated. And after you reach that certain level, then the rewards diminish proportionately to the stake that you have in that particular pool. So that will force people to stake to a pool with higher return rates or higher ROI, and it's going to be a self-balancing effect. So if a pool becomes too saturated, then you can migrate it into another pool. So people with a lot of ADA are going to be running multiple different pools to maximize their ROI. So it's going to be very decentralized because they gamified it. So I just wanted to add that quickly. Yeah, no, that's a good point because our sponsor for this program is IOHK and uh, and they have had professors of game theory, which is extremely important. The military does game theory, businesses do game theory, everybody does game theory. They have professors of game theory look at and say, how do we keep everyone from pooling the same pool? And they came up with exactly what Philippe was describing is a saturation point. When you hit that, the rewards begin to diminish and that will have people say, oh, I need to go to a different pool because I'll get better rewards somewhere else. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yes. Yeah. That was a good question. Glad you picked up on that, Philippe. You ready for the next one? This is going to be fun. This is going to yes. be fun. Yes. Start it off, Rick. Okay. So next on our list on Reddit is the Cardano is number two. And by the way, the first real crypto, the most hated coin on Reddit. And of course, I clicked on it. My internet got slow. The most hated coin on Reddit is, you guessed it, Libra. I'm going to follow the links all the way to Mickey.com. 
And Libra is the most popular coin and the most hated coin. Now, I have mixed feelings about Libra. Here's how I first thought whenever Libra first came out. I was like, oh, screw that. Facebook, what a bunch of junk. It'll be centralized. It'll be, uh, you know, it'll be a trinket. It'll be like a rewards point or something like that. It'll get abused. And the only thoughts going in my head is, how can I make money messing with all the Facebook people? Because I know how crypto works and they don't. So how can I rob them of their money? And that's what I, that's how I looked at Libra. Then I heard Charles' description of Libra and it was hilarious with the run, honey man, run. He talked about Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg basically brought all that attention and brought all the weight and all the heat down on Facebook, the weight of the U.S. Congress, which is a lot of weight. And he took all that heat. So apparently, when, when once it was put in that context, I thought, yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the number two most hated coin on the internet yeah. is Cardano. Hell yeah. Yes. I'll take that. I don't care. Yeah. It's good publicity. Yes. Good publicity, bad publicity. I don't care. If no one's hating you, you're not doing anything. So what, if we're the second most hated crypto, then we're doing something. We're doing something. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a combination of a, a lot of different factors, some of its price, some of its uh, certain delays. But, you know, you have to look at the underlying tech behind the project and not get married to any particular idea. Look at the tech, look at what's coming up forth with this project and say, is my money, should my money be invested in this project? Do I want my money to be invested in this project? And for me, the answer is an obvious yes. It's been a yes for almost two years now. Um, Rick, did you have anything you wanted to add? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, hate is very hard to measure. Like, I don't hate anybody. But I think what happens when they look at these coins is the two most popular altcoins or two of the most popular altcoins are Ethereum and EOS. And they are direct competitors with Cardano. And tribalism runs rampant. We talked about it last week. I love my favorite sports team. I love my favorite school. I also love my favorite crypto. And you have massive, you, you got an extremely larger community in both EOS all by itself and Ethereum. The communities are way, way, way bigger. And if you challenge that, you're going to bring hate. I'll give you an example. I posted some comments that were contradictory to Vitalik. You remember a year ago when Vitalik and Duncan Coots were having that big battle and Duncan said, I think your your perception is slightly orthogonal to reality or something like that. It was pretty epic. Okay. He said to Vitalik. And what what happens is I commented in that area on the Ethereum subreddit and my karma went way down. I had all these negative thoughts. I'm like, oh my gosh, they hate Cardano people. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it is. Yes. It's competition. It's friendly competition. So I wouldn't call it hate. I'm a sports fan. Philippe's a sports fan. It's we make fun of our each other's sports team. The funniest thing I've ever heard Philippe say on sports <laughs> teams was about the Patriots. How'd it go, Philippe? Everyone hates the Patriots, but they still win. Bingo. So, so. same thing applies to Cardano. <laughs> Everybody can hate Cardano, but Cardano can still win the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Like the Patriots. Exactly. No one likes the Patriots. Exactly. Nobody likes the Cleveland Browns either, but they don't win anything. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna pay for that. <laughs> so Charles is Tom Brady in this situation, then. So and Tom Brady gets a lot of hate. So he does, yeah. So, 
he's, he's still an enigma in the sports field. But. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's take a few comments and uh, we'll go okay. to the next one. I got to back out here a little bit. Okay. That's always fun. It's always fun. You got to have fun. If you're going to poke fun with Ethereum and EOS people, have fun with them. Please don't be rude and please don't troll their Telegram channels. You can have fun. Yes. And if you hate a project so much and you really think it's a bad investment, then just pull your money out. Like, what does it matter that the next person is investing in that particular project? Unless it's some kind of Ponzi scheme or some kind of money laundering scheme, I would understand you watching out for the particular investor, but no one has the answers. And if you think that it's a bad investment, just pull your money out. It's a simple thing. It's a, it's a very simple thing. No one's forcing you to do anything. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's important to show respect even to the other communities. So, yeah, because we will interoperate eventually over time. And we'll look back at we'll look back at 2017, 2018, the year of the altcoin. That's where the battles really started. Yes. We'll look back on it and laugh and we'll be able to have a coffee with them. And we'll work with Ethereum and EOS and all those other coins. Yes. And uh, Philippe, there's another question in here from Shift for Change. This is a good one. Question. Will your ROI have a US dollar, euro, yuan value for ADA option in the future? And I'm going to say yes, it will, because they're really smart. And they might not know it right now, but they're probably going to end up building it if they aren't already. Yes. Now, right now, mine displays in US dollar. I'm not sure if they're asking if you can convert it, but I think if you select your native currency upon setup, you can select alternate currencies. Maybe the question is related to that. But as far as Euroi capability is concerned, I'd imagine five years from now, Euroi can do pretty much anything any crypto can currently do. And then and it's also going to do things that we haven't even thought of yet. Yes. Yes. Because it runs in a web browser with the plugin, it's extremely flexible. And I know we got really good devs working over there. You got Russell, who's the artificial intelligence sent from another planet. <laughs> and we got Seb. Seb's on vacation this week. But when he comes back, he's going to be all fired up and ready to write code. Yes, and Nico as well. So he's he's working too. He's a good dev. Super ultra code writer. Yes. That's pretty awesome when your chief technology officer is writing code. Now, EOS does that too. Dan Larimer still writes code, as far as I know. He's big on writing the code. So, so we, we really do have a Patriots team here. I mean, Sebastian, they're all the wide receivers. I mean, I guess we can... Is Sebastian Gronk then? You know, like uh, I don't know. I don't know what a good comparison for Sebastian is, but you know, <laughs> it's so hard to compare software engineers to sports teams. Yeah. But you can. They will come up with little player cards or something, oh, yeah. tradable cards or something. Like All right, what's our next one on the list? Any other questions in there? Um, no. Uh, well, greetings from Italy. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, Adrian uh, Maury says, writing code is fun and rewarding. That's awesome to hear that, too. Yeah. I, I hope it is. Yes. To me, it's it's confusing. Yes, yes. That's, that's why it's called code. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's not called plain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or, if, it, if it wasn't code, it would be called obvious. <laughs> hey, let's go write some obvious. No, 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 no. It's called code. <laughs> For a reason. For a reason. <laughs> yeah, next one on the list. Uh, is is finally Charles says it as it is and says something the community wanted to hear. I think that's a commentary on the video and the 
Reddit user states that given all the fun trolls lately, I'm feeling incredibly good about Cardano's future. I can pra practically taste their terror at a fully operational Shelly and Gogolin when the time comes. Tempest Edax Rerum. And that was a tweet from Charles. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yes. Yeah, he tweeted all that. There was a lot of fun trolls. Here's what happened. Philippe, if you're probably familiar with this. All the fun trolls on Cardano official channel, there's been a push to get the trolls out because on the fake channel, currently the at sign Cardano Telegram channel is not official. It's a troll box. And as the trolls come wheedling out of there, they wheedle their way into the Cardano official and other Cardano telegrams. So we've got to be careful. They might get onto your channel for late moment, the Cardano effect. Then you got to push back. And it made a lot of FUD, you know, piss the trolls off. It takes a while to weed it out. So bear with us for about a month while the moderators clean up the trolling problems. It's just a growing pain that we had to go through. Yeah. But yeah, Charles was the recipient of a lot of FUD and trolling lately. But you know, he's right. You could taste their terror. Yeah. The trolls are just scared. Yes. There are professionals on other projects that we don't need to worry about. The professionals are going to stay professional all the time. Don't get funded out of a project because of the trolls. Leave because you want to leave. And, you know, a troll is never going to make you any money. You're going to make yourself money by doing the research. If you're listening to trolls or listening to FUD, then, you know, uh, I, I wish you luck because you're always going to be chasing the next thing. But uh, figure out what you want and, and go with it. And it doesn't have to be Cardano. There are other projects out there as well. We just know that Cardano is doing something epic and it has a great potential. Yep. And I never make decisions based off what a troll says. No. You just ignore it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. So we have a couple more on here. We have the timestamped MA breakdown of the Charles video made by Eight Attainment. And so that is related to two posts earlier or the, the, the previous post of uh, Charles AMA. If you go to aidattainment.com, you can search the AMA with text and it will find the audio, the, what the person was saying. I think that's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's the key. I don't know if the, I don't have much more to say on that, except to check out aidattainment.com and use their AMA search tool. You can search by words. People ever ask you, did Charles say or did so-and-so say? I don't like to do that personally, but you you can use that search tool to try to find it. And he does it in a very timely manner. So kudos to him. Kudos to Eight Attainment. Yeah, that's uh, Tommy over there. Big shout out. The next Reddit post, let's, ne let's knock out the next two, number nine and 10, and then hit a couple YouTube questions. And I think we're wrapping up. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so Cardano gets first GitHub development, and it was an article from D BTCX Lab, and um, I'm not sure I'm not familiar with this article. No, I'm not either. So if anyone has comments in the chat, please feel free to let me know because these are changing dynamically. This one was last posted three days ago, so I'm hopping over to the article, and it might be the listing. The title on Reddit might be misleading, but it says Cardano gets first GitHub development on an article from. BTCX Lab. And the key points there, it says, according to statistics released by Santiment, an authoritative source, authoritative, okay, that's really subjective. Yes. An authoritative source that tracks project development. Cardano ADA has been 
has become the cryptocurrency with the highest developer activity over the past month. Now, that statement is correct. I want to point out two things. One is you got Cardano updates I mentioned earlier. And it's extremely high, but it doesn't do a side-by-side comparison. And another thing was, you remember Tommy's aid attainment that it can prove growth in the Cardano community because it's tracking the statistics over the months of growth. So there is information available online to show that. All right. So sentiment did an analysis, apparently. The next bullet point was, according to GitHub, Cardano ranks first in the development category over the past 30 days with a score of 325 points. I have no idea what the 325 points are, but it's about 4,000 commits or something. It's over 20,000 in the last, since the beginning. I think it's over 20,000 commits. You know, this is very analogous to our sports analogy before, earlier. Whatever sports you're into or if you're into sports at all, you're seeing all these statistics, even if you're not familiar with the code, but you're seeing that they're doing the most commits. They're, they have the most points, according to this website, based on the number of commits. If your football team has scores the most number of touchdowns, or if your soccer player scores the most number of goals, these are metrics that you like to use in order to say, oh, I like this player, or I like this team, or I'm going to add this person to my fantasy team. You look at stats, and the stats are in front of us. So just investing based on stats, it would lead you to a project like Cardano or something else similar because they're doing things and it's, it's provable. So you have the numbers there and, you know, you make your decision. You can make your decisions based on that as well. Yep. You got all the numbers there, like, like Philippe was saying. And you'll, you will occasionally, if you're new to Cardano, you're going to run into trollish comments. And I want to get back to that new person subject in a moment. You're going to run into trollish comments. And often the trollish comments I see is where people say, Cardano doesn't have a product. It's all vaporware. Well, having a wallet and a blockchain and a web browser like Yoroi and having mobile applications, those are all products. The research papers, Philippe has the stack. We haven't held that stack up in a while. <laughs> but the stack is like eight inches thick and the research papers are still rolling out. Those are products. Those are products. Sure, it's not a software thing you download, but it will be. Yes, yes. Why Why would you make a product without doing research? It doesn't make any sense. Why would nobody does that? If Ford makes a car, they do safety research. They do engine research. They do tire research. If someone makes a piece of food that goes out on your plate, they do research on that, on how to make it the best. You got to do the research first. Some of these projects... They wrote the code first. They said, well, let's see if this works. They also outsourced the code. They did competitions and said, all right, let's just let all these people make all this code and see which one wins. That's not research. That's not research. They, they call it best of breed. Okay, I don't know if that's best of breed. I don't think so. Best of breed means it was released into the real world and it survived real world punishment. But if you hold a contest where you see who can write the you know, the code, the fastest, that is not best of breed. And that is not research. Okay. So if anyone ever beats you up on Cardano, I'm on a soapbox, aren't I? No, no, you're good. You're good. Things <laughs> I'm on a rant. Things, if anyone ever beats up on Cardano, you got to do the research first. You can't build stuff based off of best guess. No. I mean, I don't know. I guess you can. You can try. But you're going to end up with security holes. You're going to end up with bugs and 
Rick, your car example. People have to engineer the car. People have to write the manual before they build the car. You just don't say, I'm going to pick, take some twigs outside, combine them with some rocks, and then put it on some wheels, and then you're going to drive it. It's not just by rote memory, especially if you're going to create something that's going to be replicated and sold to a consumer. It's not just, I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to write the specs first, see how it turns out, test it, break it, rewrite the specs, test it, break it, rewrite the steps, and then you get your car. That's how that's how it happens. Yeah, I would certainly hope so. Yes. I would want this kind of like, okay, let's copy and paste the code and modify it and see what happens and send it out there in a while. And it's basically a large-scale experiment with on your money. Yes. I don't want that. Cardano's not doing that. Cardano's not doing a large-scale experiment on your money and figure out, oh, let's see if people like this. Oh, they didn't like that. And look at the value just plummeted. Oh, well. No, you're 100% correct. 100% correct. Rick, we're going to go to the last one, get a couple YouTube, and then sign off for today. Uh, the last one is Cardano is the eighth most popular cryptocurrency on StockTwits, which is an investment social network. So I'm guessing it's ga- gauging um, social media interactions and sentiment from social media about investing in certain blockchain projects. And Cardano is the eighth most popular project, which is great. Wonderful. It is. It might be number 13 on coin market cap, but that doesn't that doesn't matter. No. I don't know what stock twits is. I can't vouch for all of these different companies that we bring up on the Cardano effect. It is a lot of information. So when you're looking at this type of data, you got to make sure you understand it relative to the market. And I'm assuming stock twits did the research on this or the research. It's a social media, so it's an upvote. But number one through seven is number one, Bitcoin. Number two, Ethereum. Three is Ripple. Four is Litecoin. Five is Tronics. Tron. I'm assuming. It, yeah, Tron. Guess they, Tron. Yeah, they were just real Tronics. Yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin Cash, Stellar Lumens, and number eight is Cardano. You know what? I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that list. Oh, good for Cardano. Good for Cardano. Yeah. I wonder why EOS isn't on there. Yeah. I don't know. I would... I, I would think it would be in the top 10. Yes. These statistics, yeah. They're, they may be pulling it from one source and, you know, I don't know what sources they're using. But, yeah, these seems, seem like auto-generated articles most of the time. And they're just pulling statistics. Yeah. It's using a social media platform to draw this information from users. Okay. Okay. All right. That's one way to collect data. Yep. Okay, so that's our top 10 for the Reddit today. So we're going to shift over to YouTube quickly, take a few minutes of questions, and then we're going to log off because we are already over our hour and this is supposed to be an hour. So we don't waste too much of your time. And thanks again for joining us today. Um, I'm seeing people from um, Devil's Eye. Cardano has to go from Turkey. Welcome. Welcome. Um, Glad to have you here. So Rick, did you want to grab any questions that you see? Uh, yeah, there's a question there that says, Mastradamus the Moor, Tempestidax Rerum, where did this Charles get this Latin phrase from? Was he really saying? Mastradamus knows. Well, Mastradamus, if you know, tell us in the chat. Don't play I Got a Secret. Let us know. Help us out. Uh, Darren N. Like, I can't do every single piece of research. Like, I, I, nobody can. No one can do all that research. Sorry. Help us out sometimes. <laughs> That's why we do this. Uh, let's see. Bruce City Panthers says best to get the tech right first before releasing it to the market, especially if Ada gets me rich. I agree. I agree. Yes. 
Tony McBride asked mainnet in September. The answer is no. Uh, well, it depends on what mainnet. Okay, if you're talking about the post hard fork BFT version of Ouroboros, I would say probably. You know the the first hard fork I'm guessing will be end of August, early September, and that will put us on the Ouroboros BFT version, preparing for Shelley. Yes. So I got to make sure I understand the question. The shorter the question, sometimes uh, I got to interpret what the person is asking. Uh, there's a question from Devil's Eye. What's happening with Shelly? Uh, Shelly is build in progress. Um, we have uh, another question from Darren and any more news regarding Emergo. So Rick and I covered this towards the beginning of, uh, of this podcast. So you can go to the beginning, but uh, there's no, there, there are no new updates. Um, we have Art Greg. Hello from France. Welcome. Welcome. You seem like we have a very worldly viewership right now, which is awesome. So I hope everyone's Sunday is going great. So, and we have a question from C app or, or Tony McBride. What mainnet will be needed for Coinbase? Well, we're going to have to be decentralized to be added to Coinbase according to their list of rules and what they want for a coin to be added on a particular platform. So staking is going to have to be released before we're added to Coinbase. But IOHK is talking to Coinbase. They have talked before, and it's a matter of time. As soon as we get become decentralized, I think we're going to be added to short Coinbase shortly after. So that'll be the Shelly mainnet. Yes, yes. And a uh, question from CAP, if mainnet fails or doesn't respond the way is expected, can Cardano fall back? Um, it depends how you determine fail. I don't think the it's going to fail. I mean, there may be bugs, but we're writing code that is provably secure. So I don't think they're going to be major. There, there are going to be no hacks or anything like that. It may be some glitches with how things are functioning early on, but that's what the testnet is for, to iron out those glitches at the beginning. And when mainnet hits, it should be a smooth process. Yeah. I wonder if he's asking like if the mainnet stalls, like if at some point empty slots are okay. You can have a slot without a block. That That is in the specifications. But there have been mainnets out there that stalled. If it's done correctly, it won't stall. If there's a fallback, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I guess that's a good question we can ask. Maybe we'll push that over to David Esser's. Ask David Esser when he does his live stream. Yes, yes, yes. Push it <laughs> to David. That's a good David Esser question. Push it to David. David's a superstar. I can't wait to see him come on again. Yes, yes. I love having him. And I, that, that'll be great when he comes on later in the week. Not on this podcast. Yes. He's doing a, he's doing a separate one. Mass adaption. I have a theory. No, uh, no. Nobody needs Coinbase. Binance US is coming, so it's going to be easier to get ADA in the states, and nobody will need Coinbase. I disagree with you. Coinbase. I people have a lot of issues with Coinbase in the crypto community, but as far as user experience and people feeling secure with their funds, especially new new crypto users in the US, Coinbase is a great platform. Binance is not uh, an American platform. Coinbase is. Coinbase has a has a gigantic office in Silicon Valley. They are a tech company. They're a U.S. company. And we need U.S. companies for U.S. exchanges for customers to feel safe. I'm talking about the everyday person, not the person who understands what a VPN is and has been in crypto for a long period of time. We need U.S. companies to provide U.S.-backed solutions for our customers, not anything based in Asia, Europe, anything like that. And nothing against those countries. It's just 
not how we're going to get to mass adoption in the States. Yeah. And you know, Philippe, I would like to add my favorite thing about Coinbase, since we're going to, if you want to bring stuff like that, my favorite feature on Coinbase is to be able to convert sideways. It's be, I can convert from one crypto for another to another crypto with no fee. The only fees are when you purchase and transferring out. There are, some, there are fees attached to that, but you can convert at no cost. And it's simple. Yes. Well, okay, simple is relative. It's relatively simple. Yes. And when I first got into crypto, uh, when you're linking your bank account to Coinbase, I felt much more secure putting my routing number and account number in Coinbase than I did Binance. and just keeping it um, just completely transparent with everyone. Uh, I mean, Binance has improved, but there's something about Coinbase that makes users feel a little bit more comfortable. And not saying it's the greatest platform in the world. It has its drawbacks, but we do need Coinbase. We do need Coinbase. Plus, Coinbase has standards. They won't list everything. For example, yeah. it'll probably take Shelly before Cardano. I, I would bet on that. I would bet 100 ADA on that. <laughs> that the decentralization will have to occur before Coinbase will release it. I'll bet 108 on that, but I will only bet one person, not thousands of people. <laughs> only one person gets to take me up on that bet. Whoever goes on chat next, you get to take the bet with me if you want. <laughs> if you want. All right. I think that covers everything, Philippe. Are we ready for wrap-up? Is yes. there anything else we need to put out? So we have guests coming on the Cardano Effect later this month. Oh, yes. Can we talk about our guest this week on Tuesday? It's Monday night for you, right? Or... It'll be Monday night for me. We are spread across the planet. We are all on opposite sides. Um, Simon Thompson. Yes. It'll be Tuesday morning. Well, that's the recording time, but I think the release will be on Friday. Yeah. Yes, that sounds good. So Simon Thompson, uh, we'll get the Reddit up later today. So you can ask Professor Simon Thompson any question you like. And we're going to be talking about provable security, right? Um, and uh, I have to comb through his papers again. It'll be a lot on Marlowe. Haskell and domain specific languages. Okay. Uh, that's going to be the meat and potatoes of it. And um, Simon Thompson was recommended to us by Professor Philip Wadler because Philip Wadler went deep into Haskell in one of the earlier episodes on the Cardano Effect. And Professor Simon Thompson is more expert in, I think, Marlowe, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, we know what our questions are going to be. And if you guys have questions about Marlowe, Haskell, in domain-specific languages, please let us know on the Simon Thompson Reddit thread that we'll be putting up later today. Yes. Yes. Sounds good. And we have potentially a great guest coming at the end of the month. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be announcing that person if they come shortly after. So we have a good docket. And uh, we'll try to do this again next week. If you guys like it, please, guys and girls who are investing in OADA, if, if everyone likes it, drop some comments below. If you don't like it, we understand too, not everything is for everyone. Please understand that Rick and I are very passionate about the project. We put a lot of work into this podcast and it doesn't hurt our feelings if you think that we're boring or you prefer this guest or you prefer that guest. That's the, that's the, that's the beauty of the Cardano Effect podcast. It's a hodgepodge of different, different guests. We get people from, well, we just had our first Cardano Foundation people. We have Emergo people. We have IOHK people. Hopefully, we can start bringing in other projects people. We had the ETC people on. Uh, hopefully, we can branch out even more. And then sometimes it's just Rick and I. 
So it's uh, you pick and choose. And thank you for spending your Sunday with us. We appreciate you. Enjoy your week. Don't get too discouraged with the markets. Safeguard your crypto. Use a hardware wallet. And we're all in this together. And there'll be a giant party at the end. So um, looking forward to that day. And Rick, do you have anything else to say to the viewers? Aloha. Aloha. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Until the next episode of The Cardano Effect. Bye.